Hey, hey, hey! Exciting news! Do you ever look in the mirror or at a photograph of yourself or put on some clothes? Or rather, don't put on some clothes because the clothes you really want to wear are hanging in the cupboard or buried in some bag at the back of the cupboard and your heart sort of sinks and you think... I know, I know I need to do different things. I know I need to do something different to lose the weight, to get healthy, to do all the stuff I want to get to, to what Dr. Alina calls healthy, amazing you. And yet somehow I can't do it. You, my friend, have what is called a doing gap. It's not a knowledge gap. It's a doing gap because you're busy and you've got other stuff going on. So the Radiate and Renew program starting, drum roll please, next week, we're kicking off on Tuesday next week. It's super exciting. You will learn to do four small but mighty habits that you are going to enjoy and it's going to be easy. Now the idea of this, there's two ideas behind it. Number one, you do the habits, in a year's time you've still got the habits and they really have moved the needle. You know, you're really doing things slightly differently. But also, once you start doing things differently, you realise that you can carry on doing things differently. And so you might decide, hey, I'm going to do the reboot or I'm going to do something else and I'm really going to get to the bottom of this goal. I'm going to reach my goal. So if you are interested, if you'd like some help and support, Radiate and Renew starts on Tuesday. I will leave the link in the show notes. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina. I hope that you are feeling fabulous. Today, I want to talk about taking back control of your life. So before I dive into taking back control of your life, number one, remember that this week is the Get to Healthy Amazing You in 2024 challenge, stroke easy. We're now on day two. If you missed day one, do not worry. You can go and watch the replay. Today, we are going to be talking about a habit audit, which I will release later on today. Super excited about that so that you can take a look at your habits and see which of them are serving you and which of them aren't serving you. So taking control of your life. What do I mean by this? So many people say to me, or I think what they think deep down is, it's not so much what is important, what I eat and drink. Anybody can indulge a little bit. Part of the problem is not feeling in control. So on one level, you can say, hey, do you know what? It doesn't matter. I ate that donut. Who cares? It's not a big deal. But part of the problem is you didn't want to eat it. Part of you is saying, I didn't want to eat it. And it was almost like I had no control over my actions. I wasn't able to resist that temptation or something happened and in a blink of an eye, it's gone. Or I had really good intentions. I was going to be really, really good. And yet I found myself eating that donut or whatever that food was anyhow. And that is really frustrating, particularly when it is a pattern that repeats and repeats and repeats. So any particular one thing you eat is not important, but it's how you feel about eating it that is important. So how do you get to the stage where you can take back control of your life and get to the stage where you can think, do you know what? I can take it or leave it. It's not a big deal to me. 
And this is a lot of the work that I do with my clients in the Positively Healthy You program. And we talk about this an awful lot. And one thing that I will say to you is this is a muscle that takes time to develop. And we do a lot of work in developing this muscle. And it doesn't happen overnight. And it doesn't instantly turn on. It's not like you press a switch and that's it. You've got it forever. No, it doesn't happen like that. What does happen is you make some wins and then some not so great decisions. And then you make some more wins and some not more decisions. So how do I help my clients? How do I do this for myself? I am busy walking the walk, talking the talk. So let me tell you a little bit about things that have happened recently to me. And you will be able to see, use me as a guinea pig to learn some lessons. So I love to drink beer, not heaps and heaps of beer, but I do like to drink beer. It's my poison of choice. Thursday, Friday, I like to drink. If I drink beer, I drink it earlier in the evening. So I have a cutoff after seven o'clock. I don't drink beer because I know that or any alcohol. I know that it affects my sleep. So perhaps on a Thursday or a Friday at like five o'clock, I might have a glass of beer or two. And part of me feels a bit like this, this like, huh, part of me just doesn't really want to drink it. And one of the reasons I do drink it is because my husband also likes to have a glass of something alcoholic. And that's perfectly fine. If he wants to do that, that's fine. And I don't drink so much that I think, oh my goodness, this is a really bad thing. You know, you have to cut, stop drinking alcohol for health reasons. On a side note, alcohol is not healthy for you, but it's okay to drink things and eat things that we know aren't healthy as long as we're doing it in moderation and we have our eyes open. I don't pretend that alcohol is healthy for me. I say, no, it's okay. There are some benefits. I enjoy doing it. But also, there are some negative consequences that I don't really like. I find quite often that alcohol gives me a headache, even if I drink a small amount of alcohol. I find that I don't sleep as well. I don't sleep very well. I have back pains, which I'm still trying to resolve, and that stops me from sleeping well. But having a bit of alcohol, I always seem to blame the alcohol the next day, even if I have drunken it earlier in the day. And I also feel a bit like I get alcohol exercise intolerance. Now we live, we've got two sort of long flights of stairs. And I notice even after I've just had a glass of beer, if I climb up the stairs, I can feel my thighs going, oh my goodness, that feels like more hard work than it does normal. Like after I've done a lot of exercise and I climb the stairs to hang out my wetsuit or my swimming costume, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I can feel that I've done some work. And I get that same sensation after I've drunk a little bit of alcohol, except I know that it's not because I've done some healthy, exciting exercise. It's because I've been drinking alcohol. And for me, that kind of says, this isn't great for you. You know, it's not doing stuff that's good to your inside. So I have set myself this challenge to say, okay, how can I reduce the amount of alcohol I drink and get to that place where I genuinely don't mind just going, no, it's okay. It's not a big deal. Now, that process, as I say, takes a little bit of time. So one of the first things I did was really change the habit around drinking that alcohol. So my husband doesn't care whether he drinks beer or wine. I don't particularly like wine. I find wine is even stronger. It's it's more alcoholic and I find it gives me a headache. It's not something that I think, hmm, I really enjoy this wine. So it's easier for me to say no if my husband is drinking wine than if he's drinking beer. Now, I'm not saying that 
it's totally easy to say no. When other people are drinking a glass of wine socially, yes, I want to join in. So my first step was asking him to drink wine instead of beer. And he's more than happy to do that. But that makes it easier for me to go, do I want a glass of wine? No, not really. So not having beer in the house, definitely not having cold beer in the house. I don't like drinking warm beer, particularly in the summer. And him drinking wine makes it easier. However, as I say, it's still alcohol. It's still like, hmm, there's that nice relaxing feeling. There's still some benefits from it. So last Saturday, I was thinking, okay, I was painting the house. I was painting the house. It just needed touching up a little bit. And I knew that my husband had opened a bottle of wine. And as I went to get changed out of my painting clothes into regular clothes, I had a pause and I thought about it. And this pause is really, really useful. If you can get this pause in your life before you do something that you know you feel you don't have control over it, it's a really good pause. And what I did was this. I just paused and I thought, okay, I can make a choice now. I can choose to drink the wine and I can choose not to drink the wine. And there is no right or wrong answer to this. Now, what does it look like if I choose to drink the wine? It looks like, okay, I sit and I enjoy a glass of wine, not as much as if it was beer, but I still enjoy it. And then shortly afterwards, I'm going to have a headache. I'm going to have that my thighs feeling tired as I walk up the step. And I'm also going to have that frustration of, why didn't you just say no? Why did you do it? And as I thought through that period, that scene in my brain, my brain just went, no, say no, say no. And I didn't really need to think through the other scenario. But the other scenario goes like this. If you say no, what happens? Well, the hardest bit is the first bit when somebody says to you, do you want this or do you not want this? The hardest bit is to say, no, thank you. I'm good. And then you've got that period of time where you look at other people who are indulging, who are enjoying something. And it feels a bit like you are depriving yourself because you're kind of thinking, hey, I could be doing that. But that's where you need to change your mindset and you need to think about, okay, what are the things that I am enjoying about this moment in time? I am enjoying sitting here, chatting to somebody. I've started drinking my sparkling water. We have a sparkling water here called Vichy Catalan, which I really love in a wine glass. And that actually gives me a sensation of, oh, this is a special, you know, Friday or Saturday evening kind of event, even though it's just water in my glass. So I'm sitting here enjoying it and I'm focusing on all those good things, chatting to my husband, enjoying the relaxation. Okay, it's not the same relaxation as alcohol, but still I can tap into that relaxation and I can tap into those positive things, those positive connections. And then what does the story look like after that? Hey, no headache. And when I wake up the next morning, I feel great and I feel good to go and I feel proud of myself. So I'm standing at a crossroads and I look at both of the paths and being open and honest about both of those paths really helps me decide which one I want to take. And this is an exercise you can do. You can take a couple of moments and just think, okay, what does it look like if I eat this donut? If I eat the donut, I'm going to get a rush of sugar. I'm going to get a rush of dopamine. I'm going to enjoy that taste. And then I'm going to 
regret it and I'm going to feel frustrated with myself and I'm going to think, how am I making my weight loss goals if I keep eating donuts? Or I can sit here and not eat the donut, in which case it depends on your situation, but I would recommend doing something else. If you're feeling a bit like, oh, I need some energy or I need to treat myself or I just want something enjoyable, find something else enjoyable that isn't food. And then what happens? You're going to feel proud of yourself. So just some thoughts for you to help you take this back into control. And as I say, this is something that you need to practice. It's like a muscle. You need to keep practicing it, keep practicing it, keep practicing it. So every single time I put myself in a situation where somebody else is drinking alcohol and I go, hey, you know what? I'm perfectly happy not drinking alcohol I am strengthening that muscle of being able to be in that situation and enjoy it. Not just being in it and gritting my teeth and going, oh, this is really difficult. No, I am enjoying being in that situation and going, do you know what? It's absolutely fine. It's not a big deal. The more I do it, the easier it comes. Now, talking about emotional eating, tomorrow on Wednesday in the Get to Healthy Amazing You in 2024 challenge, we are going to be talking all about emotional eating and carbohydrate cravings. So make sure you come and listen to that talk. And on Friday, we are going to be talking about negative brain and positive brain, how your brain works and how your brain likes to get stuck with all the problems and say, it's not going to work. It's going to be difficult, all of that stuff and how to make it easy. And on another side note, if you are ready to get to healthy, amazing you in 2024, to lose weight in a way that is healthy and sustainable, to increase your energy levels, to do all of the stuff that I talk and talk about, and you are interested in getting my support, then please, please, please book a call and chat to me. Right now, I have an amazing bonus to set you up to get to there 2024. And the bonus is going to be for anybody who joins right now. So I've got 10 places for that between now and the end of the year. So I know that I'm going to fill these 10 places. I'm super excited about about the 10 people who are going to join. So I invite you to book a call. The call is totally free and I can chat about, we can chat about what it looks like to support you in this amazing journey, how much easier it is with support, accountability, what this amazing bonus is. I will tell you more about it on Friday. And yes, book the call and let's chat. Have a lovely day. Bye-bye.